Welcome to Fable and the Verbivore. I'm Fable, Beth Stedman. And I'm the Verbivore, Laura Johnson. And this is a podcast for writers who read, readers who write, and, and everyone, everyone who, who loves, loves words. So today we are going to talk about musicals and the storytelling musicals. Laura and I... Um, we kind of like became friends really through drama and yeah. stuff. I mean, like we we were in the same school and in class together, but it wasn't really until we did drama together that we really got more connected, Absolutely. became buddies. Um, so this is a long tradition or love for us. And we thought it would be fun to, yes. to talk about that a little bit. So I know I, Laura picked some musicals for us to talk about. Yes. And I'm excited to see what she picked. <laughs> and some of them are going to be like going back really far in time. Um, <laughs> but I, I thought one of the things I wanted to talk about, because we will be talking about story stuff in relation to musicals. Mm-hmm. But I think the power of musicals um, is exactly what we just said there is connection. And yeah. it's deep connection to ideas, feelings, characters. And the best musicals dig in, like they make you cry. I might, we've, do you mind if I say that we've almost had this conversation about three times and each time (laughs) I basically prepped by watch, like watching and listening to, to music and sections of musicals. And there's not one time that I didn't lose some tears and I just think it's important to remember the power of that, the power of story and music combined together that it can bring. Um, Because I do think even connecting with characters and what they want, you know, almost, I mean, every musical has a want song and it may not be so overt, it might be a little bit more cloaked, but I think it kind of really connects us with those emotions that a character has to feel Mm. and digging in deep with them I know for what I'm writing now I actually have several songs from different musicals that I'm listening to as I'm reminding of like okay what headspace is this person in um that have kind of helped me like click in in different ways and I think it's important to just remember that that's what art in general can do for us is kind of connect in ways that we we may not have been able to, in one way, we can kind of come out um, an emotion or an idea or a feeling um, in another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's such a great point. And like, just like story connects with our emotions, it, music, like story and music separate can connect with our emotions. And when you yeah. put them together, it's just like magic. It's so great. <laughs> it absolutely is. Yeah. And and I think that's I think that's wonderful to to recognize the the power I think mm. um the kind of power there behind that yeah I, I we will talk about ones that mean a lot of, to us personally but I wanted to start with a I'm not going to talk about the show specifically but I wanted to talk about a song and it's a song called um come to your senses and it's from the musical tick tick boom which you probably if you've heard it it's on Netflix um, right now, Andrew Garfield was in it. It was done by Lynn um, Manuel Miranda. He mm. saw it as a kid and loved the show um, in New York. And it's one of the things that got him thinking about doing it himself. Him mm. with Rent, 
Jonathan Larson also wrote the music for this, but he died before it came to Broadway. Huh. But the song is all about, because come to your senses, we think it means you come to your senses, like your reason, your logic. Uh-huh. And it's not. It's about coming to your bodily senses. It's about mm-hmm. coming back to being alive, coming back to feeling again. And it's all about disconnect, about, you know, huh. screen disconnection. It's so yeah. it's so crazily, like, ahead of its time, um, especially when you consider what society is like now. But it's all about getting in. Um, and how I found it was watching this crazy version where um, there's this great thing called Broadway Miscast, where they take songs and they totally have someone who could never play the role on Broadway sing a song. So, like kids singing the Scott Skyler Sisters from Hamilton, or a woman doing Fiddler on the Roofs, If I Were a Rich Man. So this one was the the male who was in um, Tick, Tick, Boom, the actor who was the lead. He's singing the girl's song from the show. So he heard it over and over and over again. And he's singing it um, for the first time on stage. And it's just such a weird and beautiful performance. And it's like, it's so, it has so much depth to it. Hmm. But it's about like calling us back um, to our feelings and our our emotions and it's something that I actually like to listen to before I do something Hmm. Um, just to remind me like that that's the important stuff like that's the parts that connect us I haven't heard it now I gotta go go. I'm gonna gonna put it in the I'm gonna put both the video and the information about the show in the links so that people can find it and kind of listen to both the original version and that one and one of the ones I wanted to start with was one that I think is very emotionally connected with us from a very early age, and that's The Secret Garden. Yes. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's the first musical I ever saw, like, in person. Yes. And I still cry every time I listen to the music from it. It's one of those nobody knows, I feel like. People don't yes. know it. <laughs> I remember being in Prague and, like, making a reference to one of the songs in it, and this guy in our small group, like recognize the song and started singing. <laughs> it was like instant instant bonding like yes we can be friends <laughs> isn't that amazing though like yeah. isn't that amazing that knowing a song from a musical like yeah. clicks you in you're like you're my friend for life like yeah. <laughs> but there's something amazing about that I, I don't know if you even know this story but my my uncle loved musicals and one year he gave us all a musical CD when we were young. Like, I think mm-hmm. I was probably eight and the secret garden was mine. Yeah. And I stole all my sisters because that's, that's how I roll. Like <laughs> they, they enjoy theirs, but I'm like, it was what like Joseph in the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat and okay. Beauty and the Beast. They okay. all became mine. <laughs> um, but, but the secret garden I listened to over and over and over again. And mm-hmm. like, I still, you talk about, you know, crying, like the girl I mean to be, that just, it, it kicks me in the gut each time. Like I come to it anew and I, it never gets old. It never loses its potency. Like it hits me every single time with something new, even like a new take on that. And I think 
the secret garden, there's so many layers to that story. Yeah. Even, yeah. even the, the book itself, it's so much about that self-discovery and that like, even having gone through trauma and trying to find your way back to yourself or to decide who you're going to be or become. Mm -hmm. I think the gardening um, metaphor is such a like important and strong one for life. Yeah. Do you have, I, I'm curious, do you have a favorite character or song in it that's not kind of, I was thinking about um, the Hold On song mm. a bit and how that that character, like the nursemaid character yeah. is, she's like a mentor and yeah. like that song, holding on and doing what's hard um, yeah. and not easy. There's just something there that each time I hear it, I'm like sitting there like me. Yes. 40 years old and like sitting and crying over just I think how much that reflects life and the I think often we kind of forget how hard it is sometimes to to human and to life and that that sometimes we end up being in this place that feels really alone and where we just have to hold tight and hold strong and there's there's something there yeah yeah, that's true. I love too, like the there's so many themes about like opening up, opening up in yes. that too, like and not you know like yes. Yeah. I mean, all of those I mean, characters really are super lonely, right? Like all yes. of them are like yes. so isolated and alone, and and the ways that they need to learn to like let each other in is just it's really beautiful. And all of the music, like I think, like which. I don't know. I always, as a kid, I really loved like I don't know the title, but when a thing is Wick, um, yes, it starts out mm-hmm. like just this idea of the even things that look dead can still have life to them, and yes, um, if you kind of care for them and if you like take that risk and that chance, and yeah, that one always stayed with me. There are so many in there though that stayed that. with me, and, I, yeah. and I, I sing like the the some of the like modified opening music of like the come to the garden stuff Um, I sing to my kids every night and someday they're going to be like wait you stole (laughs) this from a musical but there's just something so beautiful about that about the you know clusters of crocus yeah purple and gold and the you know like coming to this place of even of love even when something's passed on to Mm -hmm. remember it and to sit within it yeah. And and then of course at the end there's the like one two punch of like the the where in the world can I get away from you? Like where yes. can I like leave my grief behind? Like it's such a beautiful, emotional, angry, but also like just sad. <laughs> sad, yes. Like, <laughs> just the grief is so honest and so authentic yes. in that. Yeah. Absolutely. And then going into the 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 other side of that, the how could I know? Like the the yeah. person who who has is not is no longer alive, but still who's that huge presence. Yeah. And both of them kind of trying to allow each other to move on, like yeah. to move forward. Um, there's so much like I 
I love that music so much because it digs in with just the complicated and the, even as, you know, it's like this beautiful, bittersweet, like angry, but not like, it's wonderful. (laughs) There's so much emotional layering in that whole show. Yeah. And I think it's really great. Like, um, and we've talked before about how poetry can kind of has to like boil down the emotion. And I think music has to do the same. And that musical in particular does such a great job of hitting on so many different emotions in a single song or in a single line or like, like talk about boiling down emotion. Like it is just rich with that. Yeah. I definitely recommend studying it for that reason. It changes emotion, but authentically. And I think that's, that's it too, like, is the, the listening and also like with, often with musicals, you'll find that there's like one, there's one, um, like one, uh, what is the term? Like when they have one verse that Uh sets a pattern and the second one kind of connects with that pattern and then the third one changes it that does this beautiful kind of arcing adjustment of intent yeah um and it it does it amazingly well there are some reprises in it um but I think it does it within the actual song as well um Mm. rather than taking a whole new look at something it kind of does it within the actual work of the moment yeah that's a great point yeah, I hadn't really thought about that, but you're right. You get kind of this um, story arc even within, like, showed within the verses or the change in the verses. Yeah. I love that 22 years later from when it was first brought to, well, 32. Oh, my goodness. Sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, wait, later. I was younger than that. Yes. <laughs> 32 years later. Sorry. <laughs> Momentary lapse. <laughs> it still has the same potency and maybe even much more profound because I think my emotional um, vocabulary and ability to connect has grown. For sure. Um, And I just think that's incredible. Yeah. It definitely means different things to me to listen to that now than it did when I was a kid. Yeah. So the next one I wanted to talk about um, is the show you're in town. And I know we both <laughs> uh, connected with that show. It, it's one of those shows that I think is important to look at because it knows exactly what musicals yes. are. Like it knows it, and then it takes it and it changes it. And it, every single song is what a musical song should be, but it says something different. <laughs> like the it, it is you're in town, meaning you are I N E town um and it's all about water and about (laughs) control and power but it does it it does it in such a beautifully soft and wonderfully like authentic way that you don't sit there thinking this is the world's most cynical show you think this is hilarious and and awesome (laughs) that's another one that people don't know about though I feel like like I only know about it because because you saw it and then yep. you came to see me and oh my gosh, I just remember like road trips with you, like laughing our heads yes. off me saying that. <laughs> the, the first, I, I love this. The opening number is like, this is you're in town. Your ticket should say you're in town. No refunds. This is you're in town. <laughs> so they are breaking the fourth wall for all of you and saying, we already have your money. You can't leave. Like, yeah. <laughs> 
but but mm-hmm. like even with all of that funny stuff and weirdness like there's this love song called uh, follow your heart which like half of it is really beautiful and romantic and then part of it is super weird because it starts <laughs> talking about like aortas and arteries <laughs> I I love something that loves what it is so much that it it does both like it takes a lens to it and it it's so great because it also meta commentates on stories and how like musical stories should go and there's a part in it where it like yells out what's happening like (laughs) like a character like is like you can't just yell out and it gives it away but who cares because you're having so much fun yeah and and I think knowing what you knowing what you're doing, especially if you're making fun of something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's this song called Run Freedom Run, which is like this gospel musical, like pep you up song, like getting ready for a fight. And it makes zero sense. And literally that's <laughs> the whole point is like, they're what they're saying. They're like, wait, run, what? Freedom run away. And someone's trying to make sense of like the, the mistake that they made and the choice that they made to be kind of cowardly. And so they're like, yes, freedom is scary. <laughs> it's, it's insane. It's been way it's too incredible. long. I've listened to that. <laughs> Listen to it again. Cause it, <laughs> it's one of those that I knew so well. And I, I saw on Broadway, I saw it twice when it came here I know it so well and I picked it up again and there's just so many beautiful little gems like hidden in there. (laughs) There's a death scene where in musicals there's like the the last thing that they say which is so important (laughs) and they do a very fun and subversive thing there. But I, I think that's kind of the the huge lesson in that show like all throughout knowing exactly what you're making fun of, loving what you make fun of, and subverting it in fascinating, fun, and interesting ways in such a way that it shouldn't be, like, if you just went for the story, it shouldn't work. Like, yeah, it's so ridiculous, yeah. (laughs) But it absolutely does. I I mean, I have willingly paid to see it three times. But but I also love the music because they're, it, it's not just cynical. Like, it does both. It really has its cake, eats it too. You're in town. Yeah. I highly recommend it. Go check it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's two more I wanted to talk about. Um, we'll, we'll be doing a second part um, where we'll talk about some others and probably some of the ones that you might be expecting us to talk about. They will be on oh, that sweet. one. Yes. But I wanted to talk about two shows that are interesting because of scope. Um, mm. One is actually 80 minutes long with no intermission. And then the I'm other trying one. trying to think what that would be. It's almost <laughs> you three, three hours. Um, <laughs> so the first one, uh, the short one is called Six. And <laughs> it's the wives of Henry, Henry VIII. Yeah. So the six wives. Um, and they're actually part of this rhyme um, that's done, that's said a lot to kids in England, and that's where this was originally written from. Of the you know the first one um, divorced, 
beheaded, uh, died, divorced, beheaded, survived. And so it's talking about the, like what happened to them. And the whole point of the show is, well, I will say the whole setup of the show is that it's a competition, almost like a, a idol-like um, <laughs> America's Got Talent-like competition where they're singing different songs. And each of them oh. has a very different style to it. Hmm. There's like kind of more of a Beyonce style, more of a Lily Allen, Adele, Ariana Grande, uh, Lil' Kim. And huh. the last one is kind of Sia. Um, very distinctive musical styles. But what this show is all about, it completely gets you to buy in to the framework that it's set up and how it does it. And you have so much fun through it. Like the <laughs> songs are great, but it knows exactly where it's headed. And mm. it's, has a goal underneath the goal that it tells you that it's working towards. And partway through, it actually stops a song and there's like this total breakdown moment. Huh. And then they tell you, then they show you what the show is actually about. And it's one of these crazy moments where all of a sudden everything, like all the pieces fall into place and every time it gets me, I was lucky enough to see it on Broadway. And it was like, I'm sitting there alone because Aaron was doing something else, like crying. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> and it, it's such a, it knows its story. It's mm. all about her story. And it's all about looking at how we look at things and what mm. lenses we've been given. Yeah. And finding new lenses and finding new things. Um, there's some truth in it that we don't know from a historical perspective that they give to us at the end to kind of huh. give us additional context. Um, and then there's also <laughs> like they play with this isn't what happened in history, but this could have been what happened. Mm -hmm. um, they do so many amazing things with the show. And I think it just all comes from this idea of knowing exactly what it wants to say mm -hmm. and working us through. It's so much fun. It's one of those that when you know that you can lean into each side of it and it's hilarious. Like it's one of these shows that just does a lot of things, right, fun, enjoyable, entertaining, and then it has you there and it totally tells you something. And mm -hmm. just that's profound and interesting. So six. Okay. Check it out. I, yeah, <laughs> I haven't even heard of it. I'm definitely going to have to check it out. Aaron's a Lily Allen fan. So, so um, Anne Boleyn, um, the, the first one who's beheaded, um, mm -hmm. she has a Lily Allen style song. <laughs> called don't lose your head and <laughs> yes so check it out it will be a lot of fun and then it will probably make you cry <laughs> awesome but it does it in such a succinct way it's not it's like i said 80 minutes no intermission it mm. is exactly what it needs to be 
and it the form just sets it up so well and its scope is like really close tight on this very specific thing hmm. so the last one is actually i'm wearing my into the woods shirt yay <laughs> i've sort of worn mine <laughs> so we can't we can't have this conversation without talking about into the woods <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favorites top three maybe top two yes, <laughs> yes. I love it so much. It's so good. Uh, And you had an early experience with Into the Woods as well. Is that correct? Not as, no, like I don't think I discovered Into the Woods until probably high school or junior high. Yeah. But something I love about it right now is that my son and his best friend sing Into the Woods all the time. (laughs) I love it. They're so adorable. I'll like come into my son's room and he'll be like on a call with his friend Micah singing. into the woods and it just makes me so happy it makes me smile so big <laughs> did he find it from the disney movie or from the cd like how did he find it i think that he, you know i don't know i think they watched it in drama class actually it was yeah. the first time he saw it and then i know we saw we watched the movie um the disney the one on disney plus yeah him and i together but i'm pretty sure he had already seen it but probably that movie i would imagine that is what she showed in drama i'm not sure yeah. My niece loves it too. And I, 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 when I, I did get a chance to see it when it was on Broadway for that mm-hmm. short period of time um, last year, last July. And so I, I bought a bunch of t-shirts and I bought her too because in different um, things, because I knew she loved it so much. Yeah. And it, it's one of those, I stumbled across it with a, there's this weird Cinderella CD that has like a bunch of different Cinderella songs from Disney movies to all the different like there's so many different versions of it um, of musicals and um, like the slipper and the rose which is a 1970s I want to say movie um, that was a musical as well um, which which I weirdly love (laughs) Um, but it's one of those, the first song I ever heard was on the steps of the palace. And yes. the second you hear that song, you're like, I'm sorry. You know, Laura, you might have told me about this musical first. <laughs> and it might have been that song. Like, now that I'm thinking about it more. Yeah, it's so I good. I love that. That song's so it, good. It's so good. And, and it is long because the difference between six and this one, like six has such a small scope and Into the Woods has such a large scope. It's three hours long and it has a 15 minute intermission. Okay. And okay. I think the like official runtime is yeah. two hours and 45 minutes. Okay. And it 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 has to have an intermission. Yeah, because it breaks. Because, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the the show in general is one of it's the show about life, and that's why the scope is so big. And it's like it shows us in the first act, it's like a normal fairy tale where like everything that was meant to, you know meant to happen is right like all is right with the world and happy and those that deserve to have good endings end up with them i remember the first time i saw it like getting to the intermission being like this is the end right like everything's (laughs) wiped out and resolved like yay (laughs) like (laughs) it's just the intermission (laughs) yes for the kids version they actually just do the first act and i think that's wise (laughs) because oh come on (laughs) So, I get I, it, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> I I probably saw it when I was, I think Anne took me to see it 
in a like a place called Desert Stages, and she just got her license. So we saw it at like the age of twelve and sixteen, respectively, <laughs> um, when we saw it together, and it was one of those things that it blew my mind. It, mm -hmm. it was it has so much depth, so much yeah. layering, so many truthful songs. Yeah, I mean, even the beginning, like I wish. And that's, that's it. Like you put that wish out into the world yeah. and then this is what happens. <laughs> and then once everything is tied up in that nice little bow, happy ending, which feels <laughs> like it could be the ending. They unravel it all. It unravels. But in a <laughs> so good. perfect way yes. that it's like the seeds planted mm -hmm. and there's a line in it that says wishes come true not free mm -hmm. and uh, there's so many like if, if you want yeah. to just sit and like sit at the feet of like the master like putting <laughs> out little kernels of wisdom there yeah. are so many truthful things in it that I think look at life like there's a there's a part towards the end that says holds to the light now just don't let it go like or hard to see the light now just yeah. don't let it go and <laughs> it's interesting how people said you know obviously the show came back after the pandemic and after so much separation and how so much of the cast were talking about like how much this is about kind of navigating the yeah. really difficult parts of life yeah um, but also from a story standpoint the things, the choices they make, the the things that they do to make their wish come true, yeah, it has consequences, yeah. and those consequences naturally start coming into play. And I thought that was a wonderful way of expanding the story beyond yeah. that small, like it can track down to. They sing this song called Ever After. That's like the happy ever after yeah. song. And then it just explodes out from the the beanstalk with yeah. the giant. The choices that were made in order to get the child. Um, what does that have the impact on? Like yeah. the there's this wonderful song. Um partway through the second act where they're blaming each other the this is your fault <laughs> 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 there's something so human about that that once yeah, it's so what we do. something goes wrong yeah like wanting to point the blame on someone else mm -hmm. like that you did this and you did that and like a lack of ownership i think mm -hmm. And there's so many minutes in that show where you just sit there and you you get wonderfully uncomfortable because it yeah. it hits on something that's so human. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like one of my favorite songs is the um, "I Know Things Now." Yes. <laughs> it's Little Red Riding Hood towards the beginning, and she's just gone through so good. the wolf. It's such a I, great character. <laughs> yes! <laughs> and I think uh, it also, like, she's such a delight because obviously, like, her experiences change her significantly in yeah. those moments with the wolf. And there's this, like, if you're looking for things 
to watch like watching the actual like hello little girl it's it's batty it's nuts it's creepy and yeah it's wonderful it's hilarious and weird but then that like reaction to what happened like the knowing things now many valuable things and at the end <laughs> she gets to say isn't it nice to know a lot and a little bit not yeah and it's such a small thing but it hits it home does... so hard like yes yeah. absolutely that that connecting with the it is both like yeah. it, it does this weird thing of like looking at but always both but always layered but always nuanced yeah and that you know again that wishes come true not free like there are costs and what yeah. are they and what does that look like towards the end of the show you get to this part called no more um where someone's basically ran away like run away from the grief emotion the loss because all these characters we get to watch them like m certain main characters basically have all their emotional crutches like yeah. ripped away from them systematically almost and, like you lose the narrator part way through which yeah. feels very <laughs> uncomfortable <laughs> but there's this part that hits so hard you have this character who has an epiphany and all of a sudden they die like the second it happens it's like then they end up being trampled by the giant and their partner um, is stuck like grieving all of that and has never really felt okay with their child like that was the goal in the first part but there's always been this uncertainty his father disappeared and left him and it's this beautiful terrible duet between the two people like two broken people yeah. that acknowledge their similarities and their brokenness and it's it's such a poignant emotional moment that just kind of connects with the similarities between yeah. what we see and what we do and what we've experienced and what we choose or continue to choose um there's there's so much of that that's kind of ripe for digging into with moments uh, mm. even the witch like the mm -hmm. witches you know witches can be right giants can be good it makes you sit with all of these weird um yeah things that go against the grain and i I love that about it. I think it's profound. It's so subversive. Yeah, yes. totally. I think I really like what you were saying too about the like natural consequences and how the seeds are planted before. I think a lot of times as storytellers, we don't think about like we have our characters make choices and then we don't think always about how those choices, the reaction that might happen to those choices or what those yeah. choices might naturally lead to. And so we just kind of go on with the story because we have this plot in our head and like, okay, yes. the character is going to choose this yes. and then the, this is going to happen. Right. But the, we're yes. not really paying attention to the logic of like, okay, what would actually happen with that choice and yes. what would the consequences of that choice be? And I think this does a really good job of, of looking at that. Like instead of just, yes, what's the plot 
I want to follow. Like, what would this choice lead to? <laughs> and yes. how would it affect the rest of the characters and the rest of the story? And um, what might be the consequence of that? Yeah. Yes. And uh, also the, I think sometimes we think of the physical consequences to a person, mm -hmm. like the story consequences. But I think stepping back and looking at the emotional consequences. Yeah. Yeah, someone gets injured, someone gets, you know, someone dies. Sometimes you're like, does the author even realize that this yeah. person died? And that <laughs> we might want to care a little. Like, okay. <laughs> I, I think digging deeply in with that character of saying, yeah. I wanted to say this, but I didn't know if it would come up. And I'm so glad that this <laughs> moment is here. I was watching this weird interview um, with actress Anya Taylor-Joy. And she was talking about a, a note that she once got when she was working on a movie called Split, where the director said to her, you are crying your own tears. Don't be selfish. Give your character her own tears. Huh. And what she said it meant to her as an actor was that she had been digging deep within her own emotions and her own experience to touch on something that was true to her. But mm -hmm. she wasn't connecting with the depth of, like she was crying, but not necessarily in connection with where the character was and the mm -hmm. tears that that character would feel in this specific moment. Huh. And it it like opened my eyes to something that I think that maybe we don't often think about is you can have your character cry, but how they cry or mm. how they experience something or why, or if they wouldn't cry, yeah, all of that is important in a very particular moment and stepping into the moment with the character, trying to feel and empathize with exactly what they would feel in this moment yeah. is actually what we should be doing instead of pushing our emotion on that character. Mm. I just thought it was fascinating. So, <laughs> Yeah, that is fascinating. I think it really reminds us that each character will experience something different. And sometimes yeah. when we write something, I like, how you were saying with like not being dictated to by the plot yeah because sometimes what they experience will like stop something in its tracks or they might not be able to go somewhere <laughs> that you're like but we need to go here and yeah is it possible to like push whatever you want them to feel on them yeah but it is possible that it won't have the emotional resonance that mm -hmm. if you listen to them and what they were going through or how they're reacting in real time um, yeah. would have. Yeah. Yeah. And there is really that intrinsic um, logic within this story, even though it's ridiculous, even though it's fairy tales, like there is that yeah. logic to the consequences and logic to the character's emotions. And I, and I love that each character responds so differently. Like, um, yeah. I mean, you mentioned the like wanting to run away and like you get Little Red mm. Riding Hood, like getting all like fierce, and <laughs> you know, like so not everyone's going to react with, yeah, with <laughs> tears or with the same emotional reaction. And so I think that is a really important thing to think about. Okay, we are out of time. So we hope that you enjoyed this. We will be back next week to talk more about musicals and the storytelling musicals. 
And yeah, we hope you keep reading and writing and experiencing all kinds of different stories and putting your work out into the world.